0: Welcome to the NKU Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Noah Miller, and I'm joined here by Covington Catholic alumni, former Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year, and now currently Cincinnati Reds catcher, Luke Maley. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm
0: doing good. So first off, I just want to say thank you for being here. It's not every day that we get to talk to an MLB player. Uh, I just want to get you started and just talk a little bit about yourself your background, all that.
1: Oh, where do I begin? Um, so I grew up in the Northern Kentucky area. Um, grew up in like Edgewood, Crestview Hills area. Went to Covington Catholic High School, class of 2009. Um, I was drafted by the Boston Red Sox as like kind of a draft and follow. Um, was really more interested in going to college. The Red Sox kind of took a chance. Had a great experience. I was able to go play at Fenway Park. Um, in like a summer, you know, kind of get together they had for all their draft picks. Um, so as an 18 year old, I was super cool. Ended up not signing with them. I went to uh, the university of Kentucky for three years where um, after my junior year in 2012, I was drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's how I got my professional career started. And feels like a long time ago.
0: Yeah. And you won Kentucky Gatorade player of the year. And then, as you said, you went on to play at the university of Kentucky. It was that the only offer you had or were you dead set on going to Kentucky? How did the recruitment process go?
1: Yeah, it was, um, it certainly wasn't the only option. I think it ended up being the right decision. Um, you know, my grandfather played basketball at LSU. So we had, um, quite a bit of connection to Louisiana state. I was interested in going there. Um, Louisville was very interested in recruiting me pretty hard. There was a few other sec schools and, um, you know, probably too many to rattle off, but uh, Kentucky, um, Vanderbilt, Louisville, LSU kind of ended up being in the final group of um, the decision process, and Kentucky just made the most sense. It was about an hour, um, obviously, from where our area is, so I was able to kind of get away, but also have my family nearby. Um, the coaching staff was tremendous. We actually had quite a few guys end up playing in the big leagues, and we're still playing in the big leagues, so I had a great it was definitely the right call for me.
0: Yeah. And was there a certain point in college where obviously you were drafted by the Red Sox and then you decided to go play college? Was there ever like a decision, like a certain part in time in college where you thought you were going to like, yeah, I'm going to the league?
1: Um, it, it To be completely honest, it happened to me. Um, and maybe this was a little bit ignorant on my part. But I mean, ever since I was a little kid, there was nothing else I wanted to do. Um, I'd love to sit here and say that I had some sort of awesome backup plan, but I really didn't. Know. So I was going to make sure that I played in the big leagues one way or another. Um, you know, looking back, it was a little bit reckless on my part. But, um, you know, I found a way, man. I think uh, the story of my career is just kind of being able to survive. And um, the old adage that somebody told me, you know, my first week of professional baseball in the minor leagues was that it's really easy to make the big leagues. It's really difficult to stay. And, um, this being my sixth different team, and um, will be my ninth season in the big leagues. it's it's about the most true statement I've ever heard um, <laughs> in regards to playing at the highest level. So, um, I'm very fortunate to still get a jersey, and uh, you know, hoping for another great year.
0: Yeah. And besides your major league debut, is there a certain game that is most memorable to you?
1: Um, any game in the postseason that I've played, I can, I, I could probably recite every single pitch that happened. Um, those really stand out. I think, um, you know, I went through the first, I guess, six or seven years of my career without playing in a major league postseason and um, watch them on TV. I've always loved watching postseason baseball. But um, I have a whole new appreciation for, you know, just what that is, what that's all about and what it takes to actually advance and you know, continue to advance against the best teams in our league. Um, it's incredibly difficult. It's, it's very nerve wracking. Um, but all of those games that I've been able to be a part of, and certainly the ones I've played in, uh, stand out the most.
0: Yeah. And you've also spent some time with other clubs. Like you said, you've been in the league nine seasons you've played with, for the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Guardians, and now the Reds. And, uh, have you learned anything from all the different ball clubs and all the different people that you've been around?
1: Yeah, there's always something new. Um. This is, I believe, my fourth team in four years. Um, I was in Toronto for three years, and that was really where I got my first taste of being a major league player. You know, I, I had some cups of coffee with Tampa, um, but I was so young, man. I, I had so much to kind of learn, and that was the organization that had drafted me. So I, I like to tell people I, I never really I never really learned how to survive in our league until I, I kind of got thrown by the wayside by them. And uh, it was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. It taught me a lot about myself. Um, but I think the adaptability portion of it and how you have to learn to communicate with a lot of different personalities. And in some cases, you have to learn teams on the fly. I mean, you know, last year in Cleveland, I'm, we had an abbreviated spring training with the lockout. And on top of it, I hurt my hamstring. So I only had you know, maybe two pitchers that I would caught, and I had to meet the team uh, in Anaheim the third week of the season, without really having much of a repertoire with any of our guys. Um, you know, I'd like to say that at age twenty-five I would have been able to handle it, but I'm pretty sure that as a thirty-one-year-old I handled it a lot better than I would have. So, you know, little things like that you just kind of get used to, um, and you roll with the punches and you do the best you can.
0: You've caught a uh, a young pitcher up in Cleveland, and Tristan McKenzie. And what would you say about the Reds and how they have young pitching and Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo?
1: There's a lot of similarities. I mean, um, look, I mean, every guy's different, right? So it's hard to just kind of put a blanket statement on what a guy's expectation level should be or what he's capable of doing. You never know. Um, Some guys have, they come in with very low expectations into our league and they just surprise people. And before you know it, they've got 10 years on the show. Um that happens all the time. and the flip side of that's true too. Um, what I see with our staff though specifically is that there's there's some real guys with real major league pitches in their arsenal. Um, it's been proven. It's not like you know they don't have any big league experience and have never you know stepped foot in between our lines. but um, you know being that consi- finding that consistency is sort of the key to becoming a successful major leaguer. and um, I think they're all on their way. Um, but we're all going to have to learn with them. Um, you're never, you're never a finished product in our league. You're always grinding. You're always searching for more. And, uh, I expect it'll be the same with them, but it's a, it makes it a lot easier when you have the, the nasty arsenal that, uh, you know, kind of our top three guys have.
0: Yeah. And how, what's it like being on this Reds team with the three catchers and Kurt Kasali, yourself and Tyler Stevenson?
1: It's great. I mean, um, you know, as you kind of mentioned, every team is different. There's always, some new experiences that you have to kind of learn from. Um, I've never been a part of a team that carried three catchers consistently from, from the jump of opening day. Um, This situation is a little bit unique, but what I've told everybody and something that's kind of rung true my whole career is in this game, things have a way of kind of shaking out, right? Like if you're playing well, there's a pretty good chance you're going to stay. And if you're not, they're going to look for somebody else who can produce. Right. So um, I'm at the point in my career where You know, fundamentally and and defensively, I know it's always there. And the story of my career is how much I hit when I'm hitting. I'm in there a little bit more often. So it uh, remains to be seen. But, um, you know, the bottom line for me is with the experience I have and all the different teams, um, I'm here to serve, right? Like I'm I'm here to kind of make our pitching staff and get the best version out of them that I can. And I'm just fortunate that I have two other catchers that are interested in the same stuff.
0: Yeah, and I know you've only been on the Reds for a short period of time, and this is going to be your first season with them. But there's a lot of people that are doubting the Reds, and I think they have a chance to surprise the entire league. Uh, what are your thoughts on this coming season?
1: Yeah, it's it's one pitch at a time. You know, I mean, it, there's last year in Cleveland, there was uh, a lot of chatter about how we were going to finish in third, fourth, fifth place in our division you know, didn't have enough offense, didn't have enough bullpen arms. And then, you know, by the end of it, we had, uh, you know, one of the most unique offenses with that was comprised of mostly first year players that were in, you know, high leverage games constantly and hitting in the middle or the front of our order. And then we had probably the best bullpen in the league. And um, it was, again, it was all guys that just took steps in their career that no one saw coming. I've been on the flip side of that, where you have all the expectations in the world and guys just don't produce or there's injuries or whatever. Um, so to kind of answer your question, you know, where we stand as a team, this is the big leagues, man. I mean, you're surrounded by, you know, there's 26 guys that are here for a reason. And if you constantly win pitches and win at bats and win innings, like, you know, it's not like you're just going to get manhandled like you would in football or basketball. This is a very funny game like that. So, um, winning our division last year in Cleveland was something that I don't think anybody would have given us a shot to do, but three, four weeks into the season, we're looking around like, well, who's going to beat us, you know? So it happens quick and it's usually just like anything else. It's, it's little things that add up over time.
0: Yeah. So you, are a hometown kid. You grew up as a Reds fan. They were your favorite team. Are you excited to get to step foot on great American ballpark?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. Like it it was my team growing up. It was a team that I was, um, I was probably the weird kid on the block. I was obsessed with Cincinnati Reds baseball, man. And, you know, to a large part, um, of my career, it's, it's the only team I wanted to play for. Um, I certainly feel lucky that I was able to kind of, um, you know, step outside of the comfort zone early in my career. Went, I mean, I played in a different country for three years in Toronto. Um, ended up moving to Tampa when I was with the Rays. So, you know, I've, it's kind of a roundabout way of coming home. But um, it feels like the right time. Uh, it's one of the only ballparks that I haven't checked off, even as a visiting player. So getting to experience opening day um, in Cincinnati as my first time ever being a great American as a player, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Okay. And you said that uh, Grand American is a ballpark you've never played in. Uh, so which ballpark would you say is one of the best ballparks to play in?
1: Well, you don't want to be picky, right? Like if you're playing in a major league ballpark, they're all pretty sweet. But, um, you know, I, I've been in the AL East as long as I was and playing in Fenway Park, um, you know, nine, ten times a year. That's that's a spot that never ever gets old. Um, you know, the history and, and the fan base is is so great. Um they're on you, yeah, they're right on top of you. It has an old-time feel to it. That place is really special. Yankee Stadium is intense. Um, I mentioned the playoffs. I mean, playing in New York in the postseason is is just wild. Um, it's it's kind of paradise, to be honest with you. It's really exciting. Dodgers is always cool. Um yeah, I mean, and then Wrigley. You know, my, I had uh, I had a chance to um, play at Wrigley when I was with the Brewers, and we had you know three straight day games, and it's just a giant party, man. It's twelve forty in the afternoon on a Wednesday, and people are just thirty five thousand strong and going nuts, and it's you know every every park has its own characteristics, but those are some that would stick out.
0: Okay. And just to wrap things up, I just want to say thank you for coming on here and doing this interview. And I hope you and the team have a great season.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. My pleasure.
0: Thank you.